anomaly. Yes, sir. Anomaly take two and a half. Man, anomaly take two and a half. We are back at it, bro. I appreciate you, my guy. <laughs> so technology, technology got us on the first run, man. So we we here for point five. Let them know we got a whole, I ain't going to call it a blooper episode. We got a behind-the-scenes cut. We got a behind-the-scenes cut. cut. It's over there with the Dr. Dre uh, chronic album. Uh, not chronic. What's the one that never came out? The Dr. Uh, Dre. Uh, Dr. Dre. Um, bro, what's the name of that? It was the Detox. Detox. It's detox next to the Detox. 32 yeah. times. Yeah, that's what, that's what the episode we just did at. It's right next to the Detox and the Wu-Tang album. You ain't never going to see it. But man, oh, welcome back, bro. Frank Ocean up there too. Yeah, yeah, Frank Ocean up in there. That 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 Kendrick Lamar J Cole tape together. That's all. All that. All that. Yeah, you got it at home. <laughs> That's where you go find anomaly episode two at. Yeah. But welcome to two point five, man. We back. My host DF. My God, what's good, baby? Man, I'm good, man. Uh, since we're two point five, I gotta reintroduce myself. Re- reintroduce again, yourself. Yes, sir, man. I'm D. Uh, my real name is Darier. Uh, everybody call me D. D. Everett, man. I, like I said, we played my high school ba- basketball here in Michigan. Played college, small college basketball here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So just, just saying, like talking from my experience as an athlete, um, as a fan, and just we talking good basketball right here. So just had to get that out there. So I just, just talking from the side of my neck or no experience. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, follow off of that. Also, high school basketball here. Uh, coach's son, uh, my dad, Myron Butler Sr., and then to coach everybody in Detroit. If you came out of Detroit probably before the year 2005, my dad probably coached you or against you. Um, so, coach's son. So, I got that type of mindset when I watch the game. And no college ball for me. They don't really take too many 5-3 recruits. Uh, so, so, here we are. <laughs> So here we are, man. But uh, we want to recap a couple of games that we uh, that we missed over the last two weeks. Had a couple of great ones. I want to start off with the Nets and the Spurs. Um, Cam Thomas hit the buzzer beater on this game, but it was a lot to unpack, and we saw a lot of good things from a, I think, a very young Spurs team with some potential. Yeah, I know we talked about Dejounte Murray and the season he having. Not just the game, but the season. Do damn near giving you a triple double every night. And it's organic. He not he not chasing nothing. It's, it's organic. Getting everybody involved, playing defense. Dejounte uh, Murray is one of my favorite dudes. One of my favorite guards, man. Uh, and I think he's actually right now. Yeah, he's, he should be in the conversation, honestly, for an All Star. You know, he's averaging nineteen eight and eight at yeah. the point at the point guard spot. He's averaging you nineteen eight and eight for you. Um, he's Don't not being talked defense. about. Don't forget the defense. He got the long arms. He yes. on ball defense. He playing the passing lanes. And first, let's say how let me let's say how hard it is to actually play good defense on these dudes, bro. These are the best players in the world, and he playing good defense. Like that's, that's it's hard to do in itself. But uh, I know we talking about that Spurs team, and and one dude I'm highlighting is is Lightning Walker, and that's a dude I think he can thrive in a in another situation. And I think he he's eventually gonna come into his own. Lonnie Walker's a bucket. He got twenty five that game. Yeah, athletic, can shoot the ball, uh, physical. He, I, I think he nice. Yeah, prototype shooting guard. Uh, and Lonnie Walker can get it done in you know, many different areas. 
And having a guy like DeJounte, you know, 6'4", long, that you can pair defensively is kind of magic for the Spurs. Hopefully they can figure it out with, you know, both of them together. But also, like, they got young uh, Josh Primo from Alabama. He's also another guard they got building up. Um, Spurs got got some young potential. Derek White, you saw that they just moved Brendan Forbes to open up some more space for these young guards we're talking about. But Mm -hmm. San Antonio... They're a couple of big men away from being back in the Western Conference conversation, maybe a couple of years or so. Uh, but this Brooklyn Nets team, I, I love what I saw out of Cam Thomas. Um, their role players are stepping up gigantic over there. Cam, Patty Mills, yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge. They're doing the dirty work, and I think it's important, especially post-KD uh, injury. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that that Nets team is full with some vets. And then you got some rookies who are coming in and just, like, learning and doing their job. So guys like Kessler Edwards, uh, Dayron Sharp is coming in, and they just doing what they're told to do, and it, it's working out. Great Cam Thomas is a bucket. Cam Thomas is a bucket. He's going to put the ball in, in the rim. So, like, I don't think we're going to see the full effect, especially in comparison to other rookies right now. So I hope he don't get, like, lost in the mix. Yeah. But, like, for those who really, like, know and got to see him at college, he, he's uh, – He's straight to it. He's gonna get them buckets, and I don't know if it's gonna, it's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna blossom, and in, in the Nets with the Nets next to KD, James, and Kyrie. I don't know if he's gonna blossom there, but he's gonna he's gonna blossom and be a, a, a player. Yeah, he's definitely a future twenty point per game scorer. I see. Um, you know, the ability to score and the praise he's been getting from Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving already at this young of an age is unheard of. You know, KD's like he can't beat me one on one, but he good though. He can score. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and it, hey, to be honest, to tell you the truth, I, it's gonna be hard to get a compliment out of KD. KD, yeah, he he, he know what he's talking about, and he, he kind of stingy with the with the compliment. So having your peers respect, that's such a big thing as a player, man. So him having his peers respect, James, Kyrie, all those guys, like, and they telling you in your ear, like, yo, you you got it. Like that's 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 good for a player. That's good to know as a player, and like you know that gives you that extra, like, oh, okay, even yeah. if I mess up. I mess up like, oh, my God, believe in me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's gonna only going to make him better. And he's kind of in an ideal spot for a young scorer. He can he can kind of shoot and score unconsciously right now. He doesn't really need to think about it because he's not the scorer. You know, in comparison mm-hmm. to the Houston Rockets, you got a guy like Jalen Green is the scorer. You have all that pressure. You have to put the ball in the hole or we are in trouble as a team. Cam Thomas, we got KD, we got, Ky- we got Kyrie, we got James. You can kind of – you know, effortlessly take some more shots, and I think he can uh, see the benefit from that. Yeah, uh, especially coming off the bench, off the bench, it's like, yo, like, at this point, just go do your job, like, go yeah. move. And, like, and it's like, if you fail, all right, one of us, uh, one of us gonna pick one of One of them got like, you. One of them, like, come on, man, what a luxury. <laughs> Nets, they got, we just see the uh, injury about KD, we will talk about a little bit later in the show, uh, but still highlighting some games, I mean, January 11th, I saw Steph Curry and I saw John Morant go at it head to head. Josh got the Memphis Grizzlies playing. He's got them boys playing on all cylinders. The role players are stepping up. I love that Memphis Grizzlies team. I can't lie. Man, he got them like, they like taking on his identity. They remind me of like a little bit of a college team because like how close they are. Like, I don't know if you've seen like the pic, they got a picture all of them together. And, <laughs> I like, see that. And like, but like Josh, like he like, He's doing. He's being a great point guard, and with that, I'm saying like he's he's scoring when he has to score because he he has that in his bag. He's scoring when he got to score, and then he he's giving the ball up to let guys be themselves. Like yeah. Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain putting up 18 a game. 
he might go off for 25 one game. Jaron Jackson, you never know. Uh, he might go for 20 a game. You know, he's been up and down due to injuries and whatnot, but, you yeah. know, he, he's a player. And then, like, Dylan Brooks is out right now. Like, Dylan Brooks is out, and, like, he when he comes up, he's another 18, 17 point per game. And Ja lets them do that, but he knows when it's time, it's, it's showtime, it's, it's, it's showtime. So I, I love to see that right now. It's, it, it's working out great because not only does John know that, they know that too, which is which is like a perfect relationship. They both understand where they stand at. I feel like, like you said, a college team, I feel like they had that practice where everyone discussed their roles. Coach told them, this is what I need from you. This is what I need from you. And I feel like right now, sometimes in the NBA, we don't, even in basketball, period, that discussion right now about what your role is and how you can help this team win it's kind of something that's forgotten about. But Memphis, man, Zaire Williams, he's been one of my favorite players to watch since he's been healthy this year. I mean, I, I see some scary potential in his rim running ability. Yeah, he's uh, he's nice. He's only like the kid's only nineteen. Like he ain't even old enough to drink. Boy, <laughs> hooping. Like he he giving you he he shoot he's stretching the floor a little bit. He getting physical in the paint. I know he got a thin frame. Like I said, he's only nineteen. He's only nineteen. And that team is well coached. Like that team is well coached. Uh, I know a lot of times, but like, we don't get a lot of. Uh, it's a player-driven league, but like that team is well coached. Even when like somebody's missing, they come in and pick back up. Like nobody left. Tyus Jones is doing a good job of leading that second Shout unit. Shout out Tyus. And like I don't, I think that backup point guard position is so like needed. Like you need that. You need a backup point guard who keeps everything steady, so there's no drop off. He's doing a better job scoring the ball too. Um, I know he's one of those guys. He takes care of the ball. Yep. Guys like one of, he has a high assist to turnover ratio. So I like Tyus Jones. I like that whole bench, man, because they just come in when guys are out and they do their job, and that's it every night. And everyone on that team, I know you touched at it, they all can dribble, catch, and shoot. Now, they all do that fantastically, every single person on the Grizzlies. And on the ninth, we saw them give – on the 11th, we saw them give the Warriors some trouble defensively. I think they match up with a lot of teams that people are kind of shocked about. You know, Desmond Bain can rotate. When Brooks is healthy, he'll be able to rotate. Zaire Williams, 6'9", he can check a lot of positions. And Z- and Ja is one of the better defenders in the NBA as far as point guards go, which doesn't say much because not many point guards are checking right now. But Ja is one of the better. Yeah, he's, uh like I said, bro, they dogs. They are, like, dogs. they're dogs. Like, they all hungry. And, like, they're not going to a game thinking they're going to lose. They don't they, – he didn't nah. beat Steph. He didn't beat KD. He didn't beat Brian. He didn't – you know what I'm saying? So like he, they never going into a game thinking they're gonna lose. So they and that's not just Ja, that's all the of whole all team. of them. Like they they they're ready. They're ready. And like, you know, who people talk about like are they real contenders? They believe they are, and that's really all that matters when you're an athlete. Yep, that's all that matters. In, in seven game series, let us put the ball on the court and see what can happen. The Warriors, they are yeah. doing uh having a little small identity crisis, which is expected when you have your best one of your best players out for two years. Clay Thompson's finally back, and you can see he's kind of finding his footing a little here, a little there. Um, how'd you like his first week back? Uh, it's expected. Uh, Clay's not gonna change for nobody. One, like Clay's gonna get his shots. He's gonna shoot the same shots. Clay's gonna play good defense. Clay, Clay is exactly who you expect him to be. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly who you expect him to be. But like, it's gonna be some up and down with him, like coming off injury. It's gonna be like hard to find one his role, find his rhythm as a player, because like Clay is the I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but I think Clay is the best three and D player ever. So like 
I, I think it's going like he fits in naturally anywhere, but it's just gonna, it's just finding his rhythm and everybody else finding their rhythm around him. And I think otherwise the Warriors will be back to giving the league nightmares. Shit, you might be on something with that. I mean, if you talk about the best three in D, he definitely the best three <laughs> at the shooter end of it in all the three D categories, and he's a hell of a defender as well. So, yeah, he he probably could be the best three and D defender ever. You might be uh, it might be accurate. Yeah, that's my opinion. I don't know. Do your research or whatever if you got something with me. But nobody comes to mind that I could say that could top that right now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you, you might be onto something with that. And yeah, the Warriors are gonna struggle with the other guys, I think, finding their roles in the system around Clay. Um I'm excited to see how Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins specifically uh, adjust to the new Steph and Clay. What Draymond is healthy too, because when them three are together, it's like the three musketeers in the company. So I, I want to see how that's gonna go. Oh man, I just think a little bit these struggles right now are also highlighting like how important Draymond is as a player, um, as a as a leader, and and like just his like uh everything that he brings to the game. Like um, I think he's one of the best communicators in basketball, which is like and. An unspoken thing that people don't really talk about is like how big communication is. But he's Man. one of the best communicators, arguably one of the best defenders, uh, best fantastic team passer. Like, yeah, he he he, and he he. I think he he's an ideal for like kids. If you got a high school kid, like, and he not the best scorer, like, yo, you can do something else. Like, I'm not I'm not minimizing what he does and says anybody can do it. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying he knows who who he is and he's like maximized that. And I think yeah. that's so important is just knowing knowing your strengths and maximizing that and be the best version of yourself. Be a star in your in your role. Yeah, I heard Draymond once say he was like people always complain about me and nag me for not shooting the ball. He was like, Why the fuck would I shoot? I got Steph and Clay. <laughs> you know, like like you just said, he knows his roles. He's like, Why would I take shots? I got the two best shooters of all time on the same team, and then y'all gave me Kevin Durant. Of course I'm not about to shoot. So, like you said, right. Draymond knows his role, and that's very important for that that Warriors team. And they're going to be fine come April. They're going to be fine come April. A team that I am worried about, though, come April is the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, the Hawks are in kind of a funk. Last 10 games, they didn't mm-hmm. drop about eight of them. Um, yeah. And they also dropped one against the Heat on January 14th. Yeah. Uh that Hawks team is they had some early success and it was like they had I know they had been had some some protocol issues, some injury issues, the guys been in and out, uh Clint Capella's been in and out and he's kinda anchoring their defense. Yeah. But like I'm I'm kinda worried about those guys. I know Trey Young is is an all star. He should be an all star. I'm he should have been an all star last year, should be an all star this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope they pick it up for his all star sake. And like uh I I just think those guys are struggling to find some some rhythm. And and I'm not gonna say an identity, but like uh, that second that guy, ball. I, that second guy, you know, they need that yeah, second guy. Yeah. John Collins is the the heart, the uh, the Draymond almost to the Atlanta Hawks. You know, he the energy shot blocker, dunk on a couple of guys, and he's extremely talented as hell. He can do everything, but I still would prefer a second scorer. To have with John Collins yeah. and Trey, personally. Not that Collins can't score. I think he, he's, he's a great player. But I think you could have one yeah. more wing or guard that kind of goes with 
those two. And I think they're trying to figure out if that's going to be Kevin Hooter or DeAndre Hunter or they got to go fishing again. I think they wanted to be DeAndre Hunter. That's probably part of the reason they uh, shipped out Cam Reddish. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. And that, that's primarily it. Like, he's, I don't think he's gotten – he's found, like, a complete rhythm yet. Like, yeah. we've seen some flashes of, like, oh, okay, he can – he, he he can hoop like we've seen some flashes and he can hoop he can he can defend he got long arms but like it hasn't been like he hasn't found his rhythm yet and that's I think uh given some consistency like we'll we'll see that yeah with the with the the Hawks as a whole right now is consistency but they did go up against I think one of the most underrated teams this year kind of going under the radar which is weird to say the Miami Heat these guys are actually a title contender still I mean. You, they added Kyle Lowry, and it's been perfect. You got a Tyler Hero coming off the bench, giving you 20-plus. He gave the Hawks 24 and hit two dagger threes late against Atlanta to put him away. How dangerous is, is this Miami Heat team you actually think moving forward? Tell you the truth, we have no idea. Like <laughs> They ain't been healthy yet. We have, we have not seen them healthy. Bam just came back. That's one of my favorite players, and I think every year he's in the league, he's going to be a threat to be defensive player of the year. Jimmy's one of my favorite players. He's just a he's just an he embodies what a leader is and like mm-hmm. he makes everybody else better. He makes these guys better by just allowing them to be themselves. And then you got Kyle Lowry, who's like I was talking about like a mini version of Jimmy, who's you know, who he's gonna do whatever it takes. Those guys are dogs. Those are all dogs. Bam, Jimmy, Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, they don't care what it takes to win. They're gonna try to win. That, that's like and I think that's like when you got type guys like that. And the shooters that you that you got, like you always got a chance to be in the game. You always got a chance to be in the game. I'm mean, gonna say you yeah. win it, but you got a chance to to be in it. You got a chance to hang around, and they brought two championship winners over. You bring in Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker, two guys that have been to the mountaintop now and got it done. You add them with Eric Spoelstra, Karam Butler. Like that's gonna be a tough, nitty gritty team, but they are gonna be able to score and get buckets. Now I feel like that's what we're kind of seeing this year. Um, but like you said, man, we ain't yeah. we have no clue what the ceiling is because of they ain't been healthy yet, but they still been getting it done. We haven't even seen Oladipo. We have not seen Oladipo. We don't know what he is right now. Man, if he's half of what he was, they're gonna be even better. Yeah, yeah. Another team I want to talk about. We saw January fifteenth, Raptors and the Bucks. We finally got some TV time for my my man Fred Van Fleet. Pascal gave Giannis right. a triple double. Man, this Toronto Raptors team, they're not making no noise this year, but I don't think they need to blow up the house anymore. I used to think they need to blow up the team and start from scratch. I think they have been mm-hmm. able to do a successful reload by addition Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. got Pascal and Fred, and I love Scotty Barnes. Oh, man. I, I love this team because, like, when you talk about dogs, we talk about Memphis. I think this is a team full of dogs, too, who don't care, who just want to win. We're going to come out here and compete. They don't care what you said about who, who, uh, KD. They don't care about Giannis. They yeah. trying to win. So, I, uh, I think Nick Nurse, he game plans well. I think Fred Van Vliet don't give a damn about anybody. And he's just trying to hoop and he's looking like an all star this year. Gary Trent Jr., he's going to, he's playing hard. Love Gary and, Trent, man. Uh, you talk, those are the, they got a bunch of wings who can dribble, pass, shoot, defend. They got a bunch of guys who are just in. Like they got the intangibles and they can like they can be flipped around. Like Scotty Barnes is 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 balling. He's balling, man. 
he's he's like he's like Pascal. Like he's giving you some points. He's giving you some rebounds. He he might give you some assists too. Like and and he's playing defense. Like these guys are. I feel like they're they're doing what basketball is like. It's what it should look like. Yeah, you know, what I'm 100%. saying At all heights. You got dudes who can who can shoot, who can pass, and they gonna compete. Uh, I know some people are like, oh, they're not gonna compete for a championship, but like they trying to win every game. And like that's as a competitor, that's how you respect the game. That's how you respect the game. Don't tank. Just go out there and compete. Whatever you got, you got. Let's hoop. Yep. And that's what I love about it. Like you said, this the hanging in there, man. Keep fighting. And if you have a team like that that's showing they can fight when no one expects them to be great. Now you got people who actually want to come there. You know, might want to come to Toronto. Who knows? You know, they never had a huge free agent signing, but they might get one. Who knows? But yeah. I, I think you can now. I think going into the year, people question if it was time to ship Pascal Siakam, go ahead and rebuild. I think now you hold on to Pascal, you hold on to Scotty and Fred Van Fleet, and you build with those guys. I, I think they got enough there. Yeah, I, they they got enough to compete, and man. And, that's really what, like I said, that's what the game is about. What's about, man? Uh, I like, I, I like Gary Trent. I like their young guys that they OG. Like, they bring these guys in. That OG, I, uh, uh, Malachi Flynn when he's in a rotation. Malachi, uh, I think he got yeah. game. I think him getting more minutes, he's gonna look better, and probably not this year, but eventually he's gonna be like, oh, we're gonna look at him like, oh, okay, he, he yeah. like that Malachi Flynn got game. Uh, <laughs> So like Chris Boucher is another big dude, dribble pass and shoot. Like these Boucher. guys are like, they're they're long, they're athletic, and they can play basketball. And that's all that you feel me. The rest is gonna be said. I'm not too worried about the Bucks losing that game. The Bucks haven't been healthy much this season at all. They just trying to make the playoffs mm-hmm. full health. Once they make it, you got Giannis, Drew Holiday. That's they, that's enough. But I want to point out Giannis was 17 from 17 from the free throw line. On January fifteenth, mm. uh, he's it's like his second game that last week where he had that he had another nineteen for eight eighteen for nineteen game. He's been uh, figuring out that free throw issue. It seems like. Uh, I don't think I'm I'm not really surprised just because yeah. you see a dude like that, he's only gotten better every year. Like every year, like it's not it's not going to happen overnight. The free throw thing not going to happen overnight. The shooting thing not going to happen overnight. Maybe it won't happen. But, you know, when he put the work in, he's already a defensive player of the year. He's already an MVP. He he can find his role, like, just because he he's not going to be able to come out and shoot like KD. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he he's putting in the work and it's showing. So, like, I I, I love Giannis. I love Giannis and uh, I love his humility. I love when he comes out and he's like, you know what, I'm not – I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not that I, good. I'm not there yet. I, 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 I'm not KD. I'm not uh, – after you just beat KD, I'm not KD. That's so fu- – it's funny to me. It, it is. is. It's, like, so humbling. It's so humbling. I love that I love that about him. And I think he's a, a good role model for kids to, like, just get better. No matter where you at, just get better. Just get better. Last game I want to recap. The 15th, we got the Bulls and the identity searching Boston Celtics. Boston pulled off a 114-112 win that game, but, you know, the Bulls are without Zach Levine for a little bit. I want to point out from Chicago, I love it. I love that rookie from Illinois, Ayo. Ayo Dosumo, he is – he's nice. Mm-hmm. He can fill it up. Yeah, he is. Uh, DeMar kind of took him under the wing. He's a big guard, uh, and he just played basketball. Like, he's basically listening to what he has to do. They coming off the bench, and he's just playing basketball. Shouldn't have went in the second round. 
no in chance. First place, but it is what it is, and, and now he's home in Chicago balling. Uh, I, I like. I think that game is kind of funny because I feel like Zach Levine and DeRozan are like what people want Jason Tatum <laughs> and Jalen Brown to be. For but like, it's like it's like season it's like seasoned versions of they like seasoned versions of them too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Tatum and Brown are like what people want Zach Levine and I mean yeah with what uh Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan like they think they are. You know what I'm saying? Like they're older versions, they get to their spot, they get to the free throw line, they they kind of just like polished buckets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the Celtics are scrambling. I think they might eventually they they're gonna need to make some moves, but they might eventually try to ship one of them off because before they be, become seasoned like they're supposed to. So I'm I'm kind of up in the air on the Celtics right now. Not those two guys specifically, but the team team around. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been very critical of Boston for like the last three to four years. I feel like, but you and I touched on it one time off the show. It's hard for two young guys to both attempt to like prove themselves of how great they are and how great their team is at the same exact time. Like, that's why I think it's easier for DeMar and Levine to do this. They're already solidified. DeMar, you know who DeMar DeRozan is. You ain't got to ask no questions, no Google search needed. I'm DeMar DeRozan. Like, I think Tatum and and Brown are both trying to make a name for themselves still, and they're both trying to be a leader on the same team. And I'm a Mm. firm believer, firm believer, if there's two leaders, there ain't no leader. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you said you talked about blowing it up, but I think they can coexist. But like they need some, they need a, a legit traditional guard who can get everybody else involved. Um, I love Jalen Brown. I love. I think Tatum got game. I love Jalen Brown though because I think he's he's scoring like off the ball as well. But I just don't think they're like polished yet. It's kind of hard for me to like. I, I want to say like they should be able to work, even though they're young guys because they both got the bad. <laughs> Like, they got, got bags. Like they y'all 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 getting paid, so it don't really matter what anybody's saying. It's just like who, it's just who's hard ever to, better. Hard to make it flow though, because you you'll see sometimes Tatum take Tatum might have it for two straight possessions. Brown don't touch it. Then Brown get for two straight possessions, and then Tatum don't touch it. So it's kind of like a unbalanced uh, offense. They need a a guard like a Rondo. I was saying uh, they, they need a girl like a Rondo, man, who who ain't afraid to look them off and control the offense. And, n- n- hey, this possession, you don't get it. But they need something like that to balance it out. Because if not, they just going to do the Dame and CJ. You get some possessions, I get a couple possessions. You get a couple possessions, I get some possessions. And that ain't winning basketball, especially not in the yeah. playoffs. It's like, they, yeah, they everybody talks about how they try to get these ISO buckets, but, like, they're not. They need to make it find how to make it easier on themselves. Get up, get to the free throw line. It works so hard. Shoot. Just make it easier for, for yourself, and that's what they need somebody who can do that for them. Uh, I I like Ricky Rubio before he went down as a trade prospect. Yeah. But a lot of things it's not a lot of traditional guards in the game. I like uh, basketball, kind of like shun that, like just being a pass first guard. Like we want our guards to score a bunch of points now, and like. Now you want a traditional guard. That's what you're cra- you craving now. So it's it, that needs to be respected. Craving it because they got Peyton Pritchard. He can shoot that thing, but he's not the guard that they need. Um, and you're 100% right. They work. I watched the Celtics play. They work so hard to score. Like Jalen Brown and Tatum, it, it'd be sweet. But it's just like, man, you could have gotten that done so much easier. 
And like, mm-hmm. I, I wish you'd have to take 20 shots to get your 25 points. Like, there's got to be, a, I think, a new, they'll have another new coach soon, probably, unfortunately, for my, my black man there. And um, they're in a new point guard if they want to keep the band together. If not, I think one of the one of the lead singers will have to go solo. Uh, I think that I think one of them will go before uh, the coach does right now. Just because he just got there, I think one of them will go before that, and it, it might be this year. But I, I hope not. Like I said, I'm we we on opposite spectrums with this one. I yeah. feel like it can work. You got to bring the right pieces in, but whatever knows. Like right now, they're not even in a playoffs. Like. And that's not the best dudes in the in the league. Like, in the league, and a couple of years ago, they was a shot. They were they were close to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago, you know. So it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. Um, players of the week. Who do you give your players of the week to uh, last week, man? Uh, got in the East. I got Darius Garland, the shifty uh, bucket in Cleveland. Hey, dude, dude is shifty. I would not want to be on the island with Darius Garland. He also put up a triple double. Like, come on, bro. Yes, you sure does. He he might get an all-star bid because Cleveland is definitely surpassing the expectations. Uh and then in the West, I got Anthony Simons, who's showing what he can do. He's showing what he can do and giving his opportunity. So like he's giving Portland something to think about right now. I I'm not saying he's Dame. I'm not I'm not saying that, but like it, if it's time to move on, it might be time to move on and 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 you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll survive you know, probably a couple years down the road. I mm-hmm. think he's nice, and he's done a good job. You know, Anthony's a definition of what you touched on in the show last week, man. Just be ready for the opportunity. Stay ready. Stay ready. He's been there for a couple years and just grinding. Like, we're shocked at how good he is, but Dane talked about it. CJ talked about it. Coach talked about it. None of them were shocked. They're all like, yeah, he had yeah, he had 30. Yeah, he had 40. Yeah, we expect him to score that. Like, he's been mm-hmm. he's been doing that. Y'all just ain't seen it. He's been giving us issues in practice, though. So, like, that was that was great for me to hear, and I hope everybody else heard that. Like, I didn't just – he didn't just come up overnight. You just start Googling him finally. I think the dude – I think a big thing is the dude came in the league at, like, 12. Like, bro, he came in like – <laughs> He was so young, man. Like, and, like dudes don't just come in. Like, we be wanting uh, instant gratification. Yeah. Like, especially all of these young dudes. Like, bro, like – they not even old enough to drink, like like Relax. in Canada. They not old enough to drink in Canada. Like they eighteen <laughs> years old, bro. Like so, like to see him flourish, like on, on his right timeline. That's the right timeline. They were patient with him, and that's good to see. Like that's that's paying your investments paying off. But sometimes these teams give up on these dudes too quick, or they draft them too quick, and they're not ready, or yep. they're not like, or they just they not given the right opportunity because of like they weren't ready for the opportunity. So I think he was given the right opportunity. He's in a good space. But it's other dudes who are like victims of that, who come out too early, not given the right space to succeed. Oh, 100%. I'm going to get my players of the week in the Eastern Conference. My boy Fred Van Fleet, man, gigantic W against the Bucks, man. He put on a show. I, I got to give it to him. He also had a 50-point in the past. So, you know, like he, he's quietly, quietly a great scorer. You don't score 50 in the NBA and not be a great scorer. He's yeah. quietly a great scorer. And uh, Western Conference, Jabba Rant. I mean, Jabba. Setting the league on fire. Yeah, man. Say nothing, nothing else to talk about, man. Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> um, bunch of injuries, man. We got, we got some injuries coming out of uh, out of camp here. <laughs> uh, KD out six to eight weeks. We just briefly touched about Dame out six to eight weeks. 
what's uh what's this timeline like for these uh for you know for guy for teams having these huge injuries right before the trade deadline? It, it puts them in a really tough spots, I'm sure. Uh, it puts teams in a tough spot. It puts these players in a tough spot, man. Um, I know when you have an injury, you coming back. You know, sometimes we. Uh, I'm gonna touch on the Dame in- injury real quick. Is like his is a nagging injury, and we've kind of questioned like, oh, was was Dame been like was Dame all right? Like Dame's been down this year. Like Dame's been hurt for a while. They say and he's getting the cortisone shots and is just playing through it. So I'm glad he's sitting down getting his surgery. And uh, sometimes as players, you need to be protected from yourself. Got like, to we, man. Like uh, we so prideful sometimes. We just like oh, now I can play through it. It's I'm good. I'm just hurt. Yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying, but like you think you can compensate, like you know I can still do this. I can, I can still like no. Nah, you need to sit down and rest your body, take care of your body. Your body take care of you. Uh, but like some of these guys is like you. Some of these teams, you know your timeline. Like you know, like if you know what I'm saying, like I love Portland. You know I love Dame, but like you know right now the spot they in, they not like competing right now. So like the writing's kind of like on the wall. It's on the wall. So you you just don't know who though. Everybody looking like, is it gonna be me? <laughs> no, no, everybody, I don't know. Who's it gonna be? Yeah. And I know I oh just talking about these guys are like human again. That's another thing, bro. Like I know Dame talks about like if he's traded, everybody else can be traded. Like he's if he's traded, he's changing like changing lives. He's no he knows what he means to that city and that organization. Yeah. Like he's changing lives. Like these guys gotta move up their families. So like that's part of the reason why he's like, you know, I want to stay in Portland. Like, he, he knows the effect the trade will have. It's going to be big, man. And sorry, I feel terrible about the KD injury, man. He was having a, another MVP caliber season, picking yep. up the slack with no Irvin, just him and James and the company. So, out six to eight weeks on KD on another knee injury, unfortunately. I hope he comes back great. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see, not injury-related, but trade-related, Cam Reddish traded to New York. I'm excited to see how that plays out. That's going to be, I think, something that takes time to plan out. And I hope that the Knicks are ready for the patience that that's going to take. Yeah. Uh, I know Cam Reddish is a bucket. He has his peers' respect. And that's, like I said, that's the biggest thing as an athlete. Uh, I think he's going to thrive in New York, given the right opportunity. I know it's some political uh, aspects. A lot there. going on there. You got guys like Evan Fournier, who's ahead of him because he's getting that check. But uh, I think he's gonna thrive. Um, eventually, might not be this year. It might be mm-hmm. the latter year. I know. I think it's gonna be a little tougher with Julius Randle and his ball handling uh responsibilities. But I think like giving the right pieces around him, they got something special in New York. I agree, man. And let's talk about some of these young players right now. Players, period. Honestly, just thriving in their roles. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on first. Miles Bridges, man, Michigan, Flint boy. I saw him score 30 against Charlotte, 38. 38. Char- 38. I mean, that's almost, that's a 40-piece around from him. He scored 40. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, okay. He has expanded his game so much from being a, a dunker. Yeah, he putting the ball on the floor. He's shooting a three ball. And it, like I said, bro, like, Miles is it's so funny because, like, one, his rap career, fire, <laughs> go get that. Fire, go get that RTB, that Miles Bridges, man. Go check that out. Go get that ESPN. Miles not Bridges, for kids. <laughs> he, not for kids. Like, listen to Slim Shady in 2002. <laughs> listen, listen, he just letting you know he's still from Flint. But uh, Miles Bridges is balling, bro. He's about to get a bag this year, yeah. uh, as he should. 
are in a conversation for most improved. He's putting the ball on the floor, and that team is just fun. They they scoring a lot of points. They run it up and down the court. They fast breaking. They it's all of it, man. They putting on a show. And is he the best dunker in the league? Also, like, come on, man. It's He's some body bags out there. I need to see him in the dunk contest. That's all I'm saying. He was this in the dunk contest. I want him in it this year. <laughs> Nobody last year's All Star game was whack. Anybody even counting that stuff? Yeah. I need this year dunk contest, man. Miles, he could be the best. He could be the definitely the best in game dunker. Him and your boy Obi Toppin. Yeah. Obi got some stuff too. Um, you pointed out. Uh, your, your boys out there in Denver Nuggets got two young guards playing amazing in their roles. Oh uh, man, another I'm three. I'm shouting out Monte Morris too. Started yes, starting right now, but um, I think he's the best backup point guard in the NBA. Man, he's steady. He can score a little bit. His stat line might not look like gaudy, but like when you watch him, he's patient. He's getting everybody involved. It's kind of hard because you got a a big and Jokic who's playing point center, so <laughs> right. Taking some of my like responsibility, but I think Monte Morris is like what you he's what what you want your your high school point guard, your college point guard to be. Yeah, he's taking care of the ball, he can score the ball. He's getting everybody. He's he's nice. Uh, Bones Highland is a rookie who's going under the radar right Shooter. now. Dude can just score the ball off the dribble. He got handles. He it's kind of hard for him in that rotation with Faku and, and Monte Morris and. And Jokic also like being the point guards, <laughs> uh, but like he he's nice, and I feel like he might not he might not thrive there, especially with Jamal Murray coming back. But he's gonna thrive. He's gonna be a star in this league. And then Faku, and that's that's a that's a player, man. You see, like he's just getting whatever he's doing, whatever he does. He a pest, man. I would hate to play against him. Hate to play yeah. against him. He's short. He's strong. Like you, you feel like you can score on him. Like we, you feel like we can just go out there and throw on our sweatpants and score on him. Like no, it's not happening, bro. Not happening. He, he playing for his check. That's a man who playing to feed his family. You feel me? <laughs> so like he's crafty. He, he's getting everybody involved, moving the ball on offense, defensively. Like he's just annoying and everywhere. So like, if he's a, if you a undersized guard, go watch Faku. Go watch Faku for sure. That's what you need to just compete. That's what, he needs all of that just to compete and be on the court. That's it at the, at the highest level, man. Yeah. He, he's putting in his work. And last but not least, shout out to Detroit Pistons, man. Not much going on in Detroit, but Sadiq Bay is having himself a hell of a season quietly. Um, I thought he was just a standstill, knockdown shooter, thirty six percent, thirty eight percent. Have a good career knocking down threes, Pedro Sajakovic. Nah, Sadiq is a lot more than that. I'm seeing he he's getting to the blah, he's dunking on folks. I've seen him reversing a little bit. Sadiq's really expanding his game, and it's happening very quick. Yeah, uh, I seen him out of Villanova. The, the dude is nice, dog. He he got game. He's shooting. He can shoot the ball. One. Oh yeah, that's definitely then, the staple. Yeah, he's shooting. He's shooting the ball. He's putting it on the floor. Uh. Next to K, we gonna and watching these guys develop is gonna be nice, and you know, being here in Michigan, that's that's what I love to see. That's what I love to see is Sadiq Bay, and he can play defense as well. So like, I'm just excited for their development. Don't hold your breath, man. It is Detroit. You know, they they know when to make it hurt. Football fans know all about. Uh, that. No, they we know when to, we turned the we ain't touching. We ain't gonna talk about the Lions. We, we they know when to hurt the corner. Turn the corner. <laughs> Looking ahead, man, we got a couple of good games coming up over the next couple of weeks. I want to highlight that January 23rd game. We got the Jazz and the Warriors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for this game. I want to see what clay we get because it's going to take some time, like you said, for us to find mm-hmm. clay. I, I want to see if he explodes real quick for a game against a Utah Jazz team that every year I'm confused on if they can win a title or not. I don't. I never know. Yeah, yeah man, that, that Utah Jazz team be so up and down. Like I'm surprised if they're not frustrated with each other, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Like these guys, like we see every year, they at the top of the uh, rankings. Like, okay, Utah might might compete. You know, they every year, like they got pieces, they got the gems, but like it's it hasn't shown. Like they won some tough games, yes. Yeah. And you know, it's a tough environment to play in Utah, but like I need to, I think that's a game we're gonna it's gonna be a good game one, and we need to see like which Utah, who who are you, who's Utah, and which Utah team gonna come? Yeah. Which yeah. which one we gonna get? The one at home. Utah at home is is a, is a great team because I mean who yeah. wants to travel and play in Utah? So they they, they, always, they got the second best home court advantage I think in basketball behind the Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah. But when money time come, it's always like oh it's just Utah. I can't really take yeah. it serious yet. Like yeah. it's Utah, you know. <laughs> but this could be the year. So I'm interested to see on the 23rd they uh, kind of I think beat the best team in basketball, which is the Golden State Warriors. Um, we get the Hornets and the Raptors. January 25th. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, it's going to be high scoring because the Hornets don't play defense. Uh, nope. I think I think LaMelo and Fred Van Vliet are kind of yes. competing for that all-star spot a little bit. That's I think it's – I, I would edge out Fred, but, like, I think, like, that's going to be a good game. Uh, they're close to each other in rankings, so I think that's going to be a good game. I just like that. I just like that aspect, man. So, I talked about the Raptors. The Hornets got some – Got a bunch of guys who can give you 20 any night in Rozier, LaMelo, Hayward, Miles Bridges. Anybody can give you, like, 20 a night. Kelly Oubre. Gordon Hayward. They're not playing defense, though. So, like, no, it, it, checking it, it should be a good game. Yeah, it's going to be a real good one. And after that, the Raptors got to go play one of the best defensive teams in basketball, the Chicago Bulls. Um, if they're healthy, they you're going to get a lot of guards, Fred. You're going to see a lot of different people at you. And um, Chicago, I, I love Chicago, man. They, I think they have some – might have like the ex- most exciting core of guards in the NBA, like not just the starters, the bench too. They got mm-hmm. like five to six guards, and I love watching all of them play. You know, Kobe Wright, Caruso, Lonzo Ball. We just talked about uh, uh, Ayo from uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. They got so many guards over there. They just need some big man besides Nikola to help them out. And Nikola is going to have his hands full against Pascal and the Raptors. Yeah, uh, uh, we're not gonna see Zach Levine, and the nope. Bulls kind of like struggled a little bit without Zach. And I think I- I'm kind of curious on how they respond because I know Zach and Demar carrying a lot of their scoring load. So I'm curious of like you know who's gonna be that Scores. third guy, that yeah. third guy really because I think Vucevic can come in and handle his own. He's he's a proven guy. He give you 20 and 12. Yeah, you know I'm saying so. Like who's gonna be that third spark for them in that? And that's going to show me is, like, are they really ready, like, to compete? Like, if we can get another guy to come produce for us. Like, we got Zach, we got Demar, we got Boots. But, like, we need guys. Yeah. The, the, the teams that are ready to compete, you know, their best player goes out, second best player goes out, and they still moving. They got a guy and a role player. They got two role players that can combine to get his 20 points for you. You know, they ain't got 25 on the bench, but they got 15 and 10. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be consistent like the Grizzlies had when Ja was out. You know, they can keep winning games. Um, yeah. So it's, it's going to be important to see, like you said, with Chicago for sure. 
trade deadline, February 10th, less than 30 days away. Now let's be here before we know it. Yes, sir. Give me five teams you think must make a move before the trade deadline. All right. For the um, better or for the worse. <laughs> um, Once again, man, when these trades, man, I know these guys are human. They have families. They got lives. Like, they don't want – I'm not just, like – you wouldn't tell you. It wouldn't tell anybody. Just yo, go pack your stuff and move to Utah. You feel go me? Move, go move to Colorado. <laughs> like you wouldn't tell nobody like that. But like I think some teams do need to make some moves, like just business wise. Like one team I got is the Indiana Pacers. I am. I'm sick of the mediocrity. They they just got, got 20 point guys just sitting on a. They sitting there wasting their careers. Like they're under 500. They're not competing. Ooh. So I think Indiana needs to restart. Um, I think. The Hawks, they're in trouble. I think the Hawks need to they, – they made the Cam Reddish move. They need to do something, though. They need to do something. Yeah, another one. Team. <laughs> another move. Yeah. Um, the Boston Celtics, of course, the Celtics need to do something. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do the blockbuster trade, like you said, uh, but I think they need to – I don't see it either. They need to get somebody else in there. i seen they – they just traded for Bobo. Bo. I don't – but Bobo's not healthy, one. He's not healthy, but he could start on that team. And they big man. He could play on that team. Bo hey, Bobo can play. When he's when he is healthy, he can play. One. But that Celtics, I need I need to see them make a move and get into the playoff race. Got to, man. Uh LA. Yeah. The Lakers. The, the Lakers. Lakers. Uh I, I asked but not missing. It's not a it's not a roster like I don't I don't know what move they need to make, but like it's not it's not good right now. Like I, I can't put on paper like, oh, they need to do this. Like yeah. it's some big contracts over there that you gotta move and you know A D is out, yes, but they don't look good as a team right now. <laughs> it's like a Thanksgiving dinner meal. I don't know what's missing out of this uh pie here, whatever ingredient you miss, I don't know what it is. I understand. No, nah, you said they gave it's missing something though. <laughs> they gave you pumpkin pie, you wanted sweet potato. Yeah, you know, like something in this pie is missing. I don't know which ingredient specifically, but y'all missing something here. And you, you're right. The Lakers are definitely everyone's number one team to make a trade. Number two for me, the Detroit Pistons. I think the Pistons got to make a move. I think Jeremy Grant is too good of a player for the uh, for them to keep. You know, I think he's a good player. One year left on this deal. Time to get that contract out of here. I think he can help a lot of teams. A lot of teams. A lot of teams want him. Yeah, it depends what Detroit is going to say yes to, but. Lakers, look out. Um, I think the Dallas Mavericks could be a team that can use a trade. I feel like they're at a spot with KP getting older and not healthy always <laughs> by any means. They need one more score to add to that. They got a lot of pressure on Luka, and I feel like Tim Hardaway is getting older as well. I feel like they need another another score to go along with Luka you know, for, for nights when KP ain't going to be here, which seems to be decently consistent. Um then I also want to see the Blazers. Uh, I think with Dane being out six to eight weeks, this is a great opportunity to make a move. Uh, it's gonna it, it have to be CJ, which sucks. Like you said, I don't want to say that to anybody, but I do think that's – I think Boston has another year to do another run at this. I think Trailblazers has ran this course. I think Dame and CJ has – they tried as hard as they could to get it done. I love them both. Fantastic scorers, great players, but it ain't working. You can't keep I think if one have gone, both are gone though. <sighs> I don't think you get a I don't think you get enough back from either one of them to still like do what you you want to like to be Not, able to be compete like like you should. You don't. You definitely don't. And that's that's the thing. I don't know if Portland's ready to make that move. Cause now you go from playoffs to no more playoffs. 
Yeah. Um, at least the boss is in a spot where they can move one guy, and they, they already not in the playoffs right now anyway. So, you know, it, 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 the, the hurt ain't going to be as bad as for Portland. But you're right. It, it might be tough to just move one of those dudes. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap, y'all. 2.5, the re-up is finally done. I'm going to make sure this one saves and record. But before we end, D.Ev, I know you got a message for the people today. Uh, of course, man. Uh, like I said, in two – Episode two, man, it's, it's a message inspired by Myron, man. And that message is like, uh, basically spend time with your people, man. Uh, choose your people, choose your loved ones every time. Like, uh, I know we say money is important. I know we got other responsibilities in life, but choose your loved ones. Spend that time because life is short, one. Life is short. And then yeah. like, you're you going to wish for you and for them. Like, you, you're going to wish you had that time back. So choose your loved ones. Spend your time. That'll mean and. I don't mean necessarily like your family. I don't know your family is like if you got family issues, but you know your friends are your family too. You Yo. got your friends, like whoever like you love, go spend time with them and, and let them know you love them. Let them know. Yup, cause that mother would be next thing you know, you talking about how you regretting not answering text messages for somebody, you know. So you definitely want to go ahead and show your love to people who you know who, who love you. You know, mm-hmm. re- recuperate that. I feel like, especially as man, I feel like man it'd be all so tough to not say I love you. It's, Ooh, I ain't saying I love him. Man, yeah, it's cool, yeah. bro. It's bro, cool. Just pick bro, up the phone, him. man. Like, yeah. Bro, just pick up the phone. Tell him you appreciate him. You love him. Talk to you later. Boom. That's all Boom. it takes, That's man. it, bro. You ain't got to. Yeah, that's it, man. I think that's very important, and those dudes going to appreciate that, too. So you hit the, that's, a, that's a great word of advice for everybody, for sure. All right, D. All right, man. We can't, we can't prepare for episode two. We got to get the fresh braids, get the fresh yeah. line up. Yeah, we can't man. prepare, man. We can't prepare for this episode, y'all. So stay tuned. Uh, hold up, hold up. I, is that is that? Let me let me see that. What what you got got on, man? Let me. Is you that sports got, time you know, with Mike? I'm gonna get you man. on ASAP. Yeah, we 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 need all promos. Let me see all promos for that, man. <laughs> we got you, man. Sportstimewithmike.com for the record to get all the merch. But no, we gonna get okay. we gonna get one sit your way ASAP. Man. I got a, I got a black medium hoodie waiting for you. Yes, sir. It's cold up here. I need that. (laughs) All right, my guy. We're going to talk, y'all. Stay tuned, man. Anomaly. All right. Peace. Anomaly, a podcast presented by Sports Time with my...